Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 830. KSL's top story this hour. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage on Utah's Morning News. Utah lawmakers have two days left to get bills passed before the close of this year's legislative session. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2023. Adam? Lawmakers are in crunch time working on bills ranging from water to education to housing. House Majority Leader Representative Mike Schultz tells KSL at night housing is still a huge concern for them at this point. We've got to figure out a way to help our you know our kids and grandkids get into houses and uh, that is so important because right now the housing market is just fine for people moving here from california and other parts of the country but we need to focus on our kids and grandkids there's still a bill in the works that could help some first-time home buyers other bills we're watching closely include the one that could open the door to full-day kindergarten one to further help the homeless during the winter and of course one that could further limit abortion access in utah adam small ksl news radio some state lawmakers say all the recent snow will help them avoid drastic measures to get more water into the Great Salt Lake. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz continues our team coverage. High on the Hill 2023. Groups like Save Our Great Salt Lake and the Utah Rivers Council have been critical of lawmakers for bills dying that would have increased flow into the lake. We had an emergency plan in place that would have gotten enough water, in my opinion, to save the ecology especially the south on the lake. Senator Scott Sandel says they want to save that lever for a year. They might need it more. Any immediate type fixes, I, I think we were able to hold back on those a little bit because we know the snowpack that we're getting and we know what that's going to do naturally. So we focused more on these long-term fixes. Sandel argues this year's runoff is likely to be more than they could have released on their own. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. President Biden delivered a hopeful message after drug maker Eli Lilly announced they would lower monthly costs for insulin to $35. President Biden praising the move by drug maker Eli Lilly, highlighting the fact that last year he signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act, which caps insulin prices for seniors on Medicare at $35 and has spent months calling on pharmaceutical companies to also lower prices for everyone else. The president suggesting Eli Lilly's decision could be a game changer. ABC's Faith Abube reporting. A California couple is suing their fertility clinic. They claim the embryo tested positive for a deadly cancer gene that they were trying to prevent by using the service. The couple says the facility's mistake will likely bring a lifetime of pain for their son. Here's ABC's Andrea Fujii. A lawsuit claims HRC Fertility told the couple they had stored a male embryo without the stomach cancer mutation. But months after giving birth, Melissa was shocked to see her newborn son's medical record revealing he did have the mutation. Doctors say the couple's son has more than an 80% chance of developing stomach cancer. To prevent it, he'll need surgery to remove his stomach at age 15, leading to a lifetime of complications. The clinic responded to the lawsuit claiming the couple 
Apple sought genetic testing and genetic counseling outside of HRC fertility. KSL Weather with Matt Johnson. Below average temperatures along the Wasatch Front for today and tomorrow. Then we return to more average temperatures for the weekend. Looking at the long-range forecast, it is calling for a good chance uh, to see below normal temperatures across the western United States, including northern and central Utah. In the precipitation category, well, we are anticipating, you guessed it, above normal precipitation for the month of March. Now, when the brunt of that moisture hits is still up for grabs, however, we are anticipating that intermittent storms will persist into the mid-month. Matt says temperatures for the majority of our days during the month of March are back in the 60s. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, We actually have dry roads out there this morning for the most part, Andy. Yeah, it's been great this morning as far as weather. We do have a few slow spots that remain, although they're going away quickly. I-15 in Midvale in particular. Although there still is some stop and go on I-15 as you go south through Kaysville and some construction or at least barrel-related slowdowns on Highway 89 going north out of Kaysville up into Fruit Heights. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Declassified findings show a mysterious ailment affecting U.S. diplomats and embassy officials in Cuba was likely not caused by a foreign adversary. ABC's Inez Delicatera has more from the Foreign Desk. A two-year investigation conducted by seven U.S. intelligence agencies in more than 90 countries has concluded it is very unlikely a foreign adversary is responsible for the so-called Havana syndrome first reported by U.S. embassy officials in Cuba in 2016. Since then, more than 1,500 cases have been reported around the world. Symptoms include migraines, nausea, memory lapses, and dizziness. Inez Delicatera, ABC News. At the foreign desk. A shocking exit from the NFL Combine in uh, Indianapolis after Georgia police revealed one of the year's top prospects was wanted for reckless driving and racing that's been tied now to a crash that killed a player and staff member back in January. Former University of Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter was expected by many to be this year's top pick at the NFL draft. But authorities say he is one of the drivers seen waiting in a black SUV at a traffic light shortly before two SUVs went on a drunken high-speed race through city streets, killing 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, a recruiting analyst, and offensive lineman Devin Willock, who was seated behind her on January 15th. ABC's Steve Osinsami reporting. They say bullfrog tastes like chicken. They must be people who have actually <laughs> eaten bullfrog. Mm. The Department of Natural Resources would love for you to find out this week in honor of National Invasive Species Awareness Week. KS on this radio is Mark Jackson. The reason, according to the DNR, is that bullfrogs are voracious predators. They'll eat almost anything, including snakes, fish, toads, and mice. According to a 2019 blog by DWR employee Jay Agat, bullfrogs are found in most ponds and marshes along the Wasatch Front. A popular way to catch them is with a fishing pole. The hook tied about six to eight inches from the floating bobber. Bait can be anything from a marshmallow or pieces of nightcrawlers. They can be hunted year-round. You don't need a license, but if you use a fishing rod, DNR advises bringing along that fishing license with you if you want to catch a few fish on the side. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. There's just nothing attractive about that possibility to me. Amanda is asking if you have a great bullfrog recipe to no, please send them in this week. Uh, we're going to serve it up and... I can't stop picturing it in its live form. <laughs> you know, some things you can eat and you just don't. But this, I... Mm. Yeah. In the middle of the night, just the sound of a big oh. bullfrog, if you didn't know what it was, would be a little disturbing, I think. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.